Welcome back to Pirate Talk Radio. In this podcast, of course, I'm discussing everything now Disney and Sea of Thieves. From what these new tall tales look like to how they play into our beloved story. Who are the new characters that we're going to see? And what new adventures do we have in front of us? So sit back, relax, grab a cannon, grab some ale, grab the grog. I'm going to grab my coffee. But I hope you enjoy yourself on this adventure. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean! Welcome, guys, back to Pirate Talk Radio. It has been an absolutely insane week in Sea of Thieves. Just absolutely, absolutely wow. And before we get too far into all the stuff I want to talk about, um, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you listening um, I pulled up some statistics after I got done with the the podcast with Captain Logan last week, and I hope you enjoyed that. Give him some love. The Keelhole podcast is amazing. I listen to it every single week. I'm a, I'm a Patreon of theirs, um, huge supporter of Logan, great friend of mine. And uh, I took a look at some statistics, and this show, now on episode 36, has had over 2,000 downloads. And aside from Antarctica, let's get there, Antarctica, we have been listened to in every other continent across the world, and that is thanks to each and one of you who tune in each and every week to listen to me talk, rant, and discuss this game that I love. So thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening, for downloading, for interacting, for checking us out, everywhere you can for sending me messages, no matter how meanie pants you sound, because I'm, I'm a big meanie pants. So thank you again to each and every one of you for the love and the support over these 36 episodes. And I promise you with what we just saw, we're going to have a lot more episodes to, to come. So sit back, relax, and let's get in to pirate talk radio episode 36. All right. Wow. What an absolutely outstanding week in Sea of Thieves. Now, of course, in my typical fashion, we're going to have to talk about some bad things, but that will come later. Um, I want to start off this episode of, of, of this and say I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty story discussion. Um, I'm going to try to keep as many spoilers um, to a minimum, right? I want I, I I want people to be able to get into this and explore uh, a pirate's life. Uh, five five new telltales. Um, so I'm going to talk about my initial thoughts on some of it, um, but I'm going to to talk about the technical aspect talk about, you know, some of the things that I really noticed that were absolutely outstanding without going into too many details, um, that, that will spoil things for folks. Um, I have played through the first, uh, four at this point. Um, I will be playing through the fifth one and the final one, uh, tomorrow and I'm recording those. So if you would like to see my in the moment reaction, which some of them are quite good. Um, in moment reaction, uh, when I'm playing these, then you're going to want to go over to the YouTube, which some of you are watching this on the YouTube as is, but you're going to want to go over to the YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash TV. And starting next week, next week, um, from this episode, you will start to see those, uh, populate in on the YouTube channel. And I, I know a lot of folks already put their, uh, playthroughs of them up there. You know, I'm not anticipating boom views on these, right? But the big thing is, uh, the pirates, uh, 
Sea of Thieves and Pirates of the Caribbean are two brands that are near and dear to my heart. I love the story of, of Sea of Thieves. I love the story of Pirates of the Caribbean and what Rare was able to accomplish in this. Um, not perfect, uh, but was, was very good. Um, and I am a huge anti-spoiler person. So I know a lot of streamers, uh, YouTubers, you know, that's, that's how they make their living. Um, I'm fortunate enough that this isn't how I make my living. Maybe someday it would be nice. Um, but even if that came to pass, um, any sort of new content with a lot of crazy story changes and stuff like that, I, I would want to, to hold off my content for about a week to allow people to be able to play through it. Because for me, I avoided streams. I'm still avoiding streams because I haven't played through the, the fifth chapter yet. Um, I've not watched any of the YouTube videos aside from videos that cover what I've already played. Um, so I am very anti-spoiler and I want to make sure that everyone who is listening to this podcast, uh, watching it on YouTube or who will eventually want to watch, um, the, the content playthrough, I want to keep it spoiler free or as spoiler free as possible. So you guys can enjoy what I've enjoyed the past couple of days. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, let's get into some of the things that I noticed that were absolutely standout. Um, I did watch the uh, the final showcase before the launch. I was I was very disappointed, honestly, in the showcase. Um, all that we really got was some behind the scenes discussions from the developers, um, uh, from Joe, from from Mike. Um, I was really disappointed in it. It didn't really, there wasn't really much uh, conversation between Disney and Rare. They did have one person from Disney speak um, about the, the partnership and how excited and how the brands kind of, kind of are almost similar in, in art styles and comedy and, and mystery and, and all that stuff. So it was nice to hear that, but there, there wasn't much meat and potatoes. Um, it was still an E3 presentation. Um, I, I was honestly expecting a little bit more out of it, but in retrospect, it is an E3 presentation. So the idea is still to hype up this update to try to get more and more players uh, to, to get excited for it, to get more and more players to play it. Um, so I, I get that. And I had to kind of put myself in check a little bit uh, when I was watching that and just kind of feeling just disappointed and lackluster. Um, there weren't, I guess I, I won't say there weren't too many spoilers, Um they kind of showed the same things that we got in the E3 player uh, trailer and the, the, the gameplay trailer. There wasn't any real significant uh, uh, changes in that. Um, aside from the fact that they did break it down under tall tale one and tall tale two of a pirate's life. And you were able to maybe see how some of those gameplay trailers, uh, and, and, and the E3 trailer, where those different events that you saw, where they fit in. Um, so they didn't really show any new footage really. Um, it was pretty much the same. Uh, it was nice to see, uh, the art concepts, uh, because we're going to dive into that here in just a moment. Um, the art concepts, the music concepts. Um, but again, they didn't really give a whole lot, uh, um, out. Uh, they really wanted to keep this secret. Um, and, and more so, even though it wasn't a secret anymore, they wanted to be able to make sure the player was excited and, you know, got to experience everything in the first, the first time. So let's start and look at, um, overall, um, some of the real high points that uh, the Rare development team was able to execute um, in this update. Um, first off, and I, I released a YouTube video uh, this week just going over the new cosmetics uh, in the Emporium, um, the new cosmetics at the vendors. There are new cosmetics in your vendors. Um, and also the, um, the, the Plunder Pass for Season 3. So... I've been critical of WoW, or not WoW, goodness gracious, I've been playing too much of World of Warcraft recently, getting ready for the new update there. Um, the the Plunder Pass I've been very critical of um, in Season 1 and Season 2. One, because it was very easy to level through. It didn't seem like much of a challenge at all. In fact, there were people who have got Season 2 done in five hours. Um but more so the $10 amount that you pay for the uh, premium plunder pass didn't really give you much um, as far as new stuff. Season one had the weapon set and season two had a like uh, maybe a couple things, but most of it was just recycled 
uh, Emporium items, which for newer players is absolutely fine because they haven't been around to collect these items and to get these items. Uh, but for veteran players, it was very disappointing. Um, I'm glad that the rare team who has, has stated multiple times that season three and more so season four, will we'll, we'll, when we will be able to see um, our feedback start to take place. And we saw that. Um, I'm, I'm pleased with the plunder pass, though I feel like the premium pass is still a little light. Um, you get something special every five levels, I believe, and then a bonus item on level one. Um, I still think it's a little light. But the plus side is they're going in the right direction as all the new items for the paid-for plunder pass are brand new. They're items that um, complete sets or work on completing sets, um, and, and they're new. They're, they're not things that are recycled from the Emporium. There's a couple reskin things, but that's absolutely fine. It's, it's new stuff. Um, and what I really enjoy is that they've introduced, even though it's called a Cutlass and I have not unlocked it yet, um, the Pegasus uh, Cutlass is a rapier or appears to be a rapier, um, which is a French style weapon. Um, definitely, uh, used in this time period, uh, in the age of piracy, not necessarily used by pirates, but definitely could have been in their weapon, um, weapon cache. Definitely something they could have used, not something that we would have seen them use primarily, but some pirates may have. So I like the fact that they're branching out, um, in the look. Now, again, the mechanics of the sword um, are still going to be the same as a normal cutlass, but the look of it is a rapier. So if you're a pirate who enjoys the rapier look, this could be a new opportunity um, for you to see some sort of new weapon. Um, and something that's kind of exciting to me, because if you remember the movie Hook, the Disney movie Hook, uh, Hook actually used not a cutlass, but he actually used a rapier. His weapon was for uh, parrying and stabbing. Hence why he killed Rufio the way he did. Uh, it wasn't a slashing weapon. <clears throat> it was a defensive weapon. And then the attack is actually a stab. So um, that's super exciting that they're introducing a new type of look to the sword, even though the sword mechanics remain the same. The other item that I was very excited to see was, in fact, the, um, the red cutlass. It looks very nice. Now, I equipped it. And I was excited to have it in my hand until nightfall came and I realized all the red on it glowed and uh, I hate glowing things. Even though, even though I know a lot of people out there like glowing things, I was disappointed that this weapon glowed because I think the dark, the, the not quite dark adventurer red, but the blood red of this weapon, I was a little disappointed that it glowed. It didn't need to glow. I thought the silver with the blood red on it was an absolute fine look. It didn't need to glow. But for those of you out there who do like glowing things, this is a really nice weapon. Um, and it goes with several pirates who are trying to um, design their character in a certain way. A really good color combination in that dark obsidian black um, and then the the red glow. Um, not so much the glow part, but you know what I mean. So th I was really excited. I, w I was really happy um, with that. Um, obviously the Emporium put a main focus around the Pirates of the Caribbean piece, uh, with the costume set, which allows you to, um, look like the crew of the Black Pearl. So Gibbs and Jack and Anna Maria and, and Scrum, um, which is, which is really cool. Um, adds a lot of fun things that you can do on a role play sense, or just a venture around looking like Jack Sparrow. They added the Black Pearl, um, even though it's not called the Black Pearl, uh, it is the Black Pearl. Um, it's a jet black, uh, ship. The collector's edition figurehead adds a mist to the front of the ship, which is actually really cool and, um, pays homage to, uh, the curse of the black pearl, um, where you always saw mist around the black pearl when it was crewed by Barbosa and the, and the skeleton crew that he had, um, the tattered sails, the, the sails that are the collector's sails are very nice. Uh, I still think a lot of people are still going to go with the dark adventurer sails because of the advantage it gives with vision. Um, I, I don't have the dark adventurer sales. Um, I'm still saving up to complete the rest of that ship set. Um, but I really enjoy the look of the sales from the black Pearl, uh, pirate Emporium. And that's the, that's the sales that I'm going to be using in the future. Um, I really enjoy them. Uh, I don't really care about the advantage that the dark adventure sales gives. I don't feel that I need that advantage and I'm fine with having a ship that 
um, fits my pirate's lore and, and looks really cool. Um, they also added a new weapon set um, and some Jack Sparrow emotes, which are cool. I really enjoy the weapon set. Um, it's, it's a really nice, uh, clean, uh, look. It looks very kind of rusted and worn. Um, it's very Jack Sparrow inspired. In fact, all the weapons have the Sparrow, um, Jack Sparrow's logo that's tattooed to his arm and in his, um, in his colors. Um, it is on all the weapons somewhere. So it's a nice little, uh, Easter egg to try to find that. But what I found really interesting was the sword, which I really enjoy, uh, the look of the sword. I wish it was a little bit longer. Uh, it seems to be more of the size of a machete uh, than it does an actual cutlass. But again, the design looks nice and I'm okay with it. Um, what I find is really interesting is all the clothing, all the weapons, everything has flavor text. And if you read the flavor text of the sword um, in, the, in the description, it says that the sword was made for a Commodore, but it's also used for stealing things. And I find that very interesting because the design choice of the sword looks very much like a worn, um, worn out, rusted uh, version of Commodore Norrington's sword uh, from the movies, which was used through movies one, two, and three a lot in different ways. Davy Jones used it for a while. I think Jack used it. Uh, I know, obviously, Will Turner used it. Um, so it looks like what they did was it's an aged version, a rusted version. Um, that maybe Jack got his hands on or something like that. Um, and, and I like it. And all of them have the Jack uh, Sparrow red ribbons um, and, and cloth wrapped around them. Just an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous design. And what you're going to notice is as I'm going into talking about the tall tales here in a few minutes, one thing is going to be very, very apparent of, of what I liked about this new update. And that is art. Um, they nailed it with the art on the, the pirate emporium, the new cosmetics, they nailed it, um, with the art style of the costumes. Um, they nailed it with the new pet, which is the dog that has the keys from the pirates of the Caribbean movie. You can now purchase that dog, which is absolutely adorable. He walks around your ship with the keys. Um, it was actually funny. Um, my, I didn't buy the dog. My buddy wanted the dog a lot. So he got the dog. And the first time we, we spawned it out, it walked right over to the brig on our sloop and it sat staring with the keys in its mouth at the lock to the brig and just sat there and whined. There was no firing going on. There was nothing dangerous going on, but it was like the dog wanted to unlock the cell and was crying or the dog was looking for like Jack or someone in the cell and he wasn't there and the dog was upset. So it was actually kind of a, an interesting little thing. I don't know if, if it's something programmed in there that the dog will have that sort of reaction around the brig um, or not, but it was, it was kind of, it was kind of funny to see. Um, but also um, your general uh, vendors, if you're not a person who, who has the money or, or you don't spend the money on ancient coins, the general vendors also have a new set of weapons, uh, instruments, equipment, and clothing that looks really nice especially if you're a fan of Twitch TV, uh, because the set is all purple and silver. It's very much like Twitch Prime all over the place. Um, it is a purple. It looks very regal. It's purple and silver. It looks very, very nice. Um, and it is a reskinned version of the Hunter um, set, which I really like. The original Hunter set is a maroon and, and kind of a gray um, or a black, um, look, this is a purple and silver hunter set. And like I said, it looks very regal, looks very nice. Um, though my pirate pretty much has a set look that I've had since the first month that I've played aside from adding, um, a few new weapons when I've got the black dog set and stuff like that. Um, it, it just, that's the set for me. Um, but it's definitely a cool reskin of the hunter set. And, and I encourage everyone to check it out. And again, it just costs gold. So you can, you can definitely, um, um, purchase those items. So great job on the new, um, items for players to purchase. And, and it, it's, it's really, uh, really a tip of the cap again to that art design team at rare for again, bringing out something that's really nice. Um, what I will say, however, is the weapons you unlock during the tall tales for rewards, uh, and some of the Pegasus weapons, I won't say they were designed too nicely. They keep with the theme that they're trying to do, but they are ugly as sin, ugly as sin. And uh, it's very clear. Um, we've had a Disney motif going through several sets now with frozen, with Aladdin, with, um, with Pinocchio, with, uh, pirates of the Caribbean. Um, we've, we've seen this trend over the past 
year of these hints at Disney. And I really think <coughs> this Pegasus outfit, this Pegasus um, thing, and now the Plunder Pass, the Blue Horizon set, um, is very Hercules um, with Pegasus and Zeus. Um, so I think we're getting a little little Disney's Hercules now in with the most recent set. But yeah, the weapons are they're they're interesting. And the new the new weapons you get during the Tall Tales for completing the different accommodations are interesting. I will say that they're interesting. So let's dive in um, to again not looking at spoilers. Not going to kind of dive into that. I want everyone to play through uh, the Tall Tales and enjoy them. Um, you know, without, without spoilers. So we will dive into, you know, my thoughts on each tall tale next week. Um, when I feel that it's been plenty of time that I, I feel that the majority of people who listen to this, um, your Sea of Thieves fans, you've had plenty of time to play through this. In fact, most people were just like clawing to get into the, the servers on day one. So I'm going to guess if you listen to this podcast and you love Sea of Thieves, you've probably played through it already. But I'm going to give those who who might not have that type of time a little bit extra time uh, to play through them before I dive into my discussions and release my playthroughs on the YouTube. So the first thing I want to talk about, and I tweeted about this, um, is the artwork. Um, we were able to see some of the concept art um, during the, the last showcase, um, and they executed the concept art absolutely brilliantly um, in the game. Um, the movement of Jack Sparrow, which we saw um, how they did that, was they had the actual stunt double for Jack Sparrow come in full costume to the rare, um, to the rare headquarters and act out some of the scenes that they were going to put into the game in order to capture the movements of Jack Sparrow. He has very Johnny Depp and 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 those um, those those stunt doubles. Jack has a very interesting way that he moves and interacts with the world from his weird hand movements to the way he runs. Um, it's just very important that that stuff was executed in order to bring life to Jack Sparrow in the video game. Um, and I think having that stunt double there and acting out some of these scenes in person so the art uh, design team could really capture those moments in the game, um, I think was very critical and a very good thing that Rare did. Um, and they did it amazingly, absolutely amazingly. And even though we don't have Johnny Depp as the voice actor of Jack Sparrow, the voice actor that they had in there is absolutely brilliant and pulls it off very well. There's only a few times that you can tell that it's not Johnny Depp and it's some, some of the words and phrases that he says, you can tell it's not Johnny doing it. Um, but overall, if, if you just kind of close your eyes, it, it's, it's freaking Jack Sparrow. And if you open your eyes and watch him move, it's freaking Jack Sparrow. So well done, Rare, on, on the art design of the actual character uh, of Jack Sparrow um, and how you got him to move right and, and all that stuff. So well done on that. Now, as, as we enter the first Tall Tale, and again, I, I don't want to give out any spoilers, but the first thing that I noticed and, and what I will encourage everyone to do if you haven't played through it or if you did play through it and you kind of rushed through it, go back again and play through it and open your eyes and take the time to look around. Um, there are so many fine details that were placed in, in it that ties the movies, the amusement park, uh, Disney, you know, the Disney amusement park ride Pirates of the Caribbean, along with um, Rare's fantastical art style. It ties it all together. And it just the immediate moment you start that tall tale and you go through that portal the first time immediately you can see how the worlds are connecting. You immediately can, can see details from the Pirates movies. You immediately see the, the, the theme of the Sea of the Damned that, you know, we visit whenever we die in the Sea of Thieves to, to come back. You see it immediately all starting to come together before you even set foot on the new world or the new land or the, the part of the tall tale that you're going to. Immediately, you are immersed in this crossover between the two worlds. Um, and it's absolutely fantastic. The color choice, they talk a little bit about that in the final um, E3 showcase, but until you actually set foot on this new content, you don't understand until you see it for your own eyes. It's gorgeous. 
the way they kept things dark and dreary and and spooky because you're in the sea of the damned but brought life to it through the color palette very vibrant colors um luminescence where the ferns glow when you touch them or the grass the one of the first things i noticed when i saw my buddy who was playing with me run ahead of me in the, in this area i noticed the grass lit up as his feet hit it it was just such a nice little detail that could easily easily be overlooked where everything is dark and dreary and spooky. But as you run through it, it's almost like, you know, bioluminescence in the ocean where something made contact with it and it just lights up in this bright fluorescent color. Absolutely fantastic. And the way they draw you through um, these different areas you are in with using colors that don't seem to belong, but work um, purples and greens and, and the ability to light up torches and lanterns to show you and guide the player through where you need to go. Absolutely fantastic use of color. Absolutely fantastic use of art in this. And it's, it's, I, I can't find the words to describe how beautiful the the art design was throughout this and the little hints and the little Easter eggs. And I'll tell you this, if you didn't spend time exploring the first tall tale, you missed a lot because there's a whole heck of a lot of things in that first tall tale that they don't tell you about and are not just right there out in, 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 in thin air. You got to explore. You got to find it. Reading the journals in all of these tall tales are critical to understanding the characters, not only the characters of the Pirates of the Caribbean, but also the characters of Sea of Thieves, right? Because it's the Sea of the Damned that a lot of this is taking part in. Our characters and the characters we interact with in Sea of Thieves, they go to the Sea of the Damned, right? I mean, heck, the Pirate Lord himself is a ghost. He's been to the Sea of the Damned. So finding these little tidbits hidden around um, really can give give you really interesting um, outlooks on the lore and the story of both worlds. Um, and then the honoring. Um, and this goes through not not so much the first tall tale a little bit, but but more so in the third tall tale, the tip of the cap and the honoring of not only the movies, not only Sea of Thieves, but the actual amusement park ride at Disney is absolutely flawless. It was absolutely flawless. And they talk about that in the final E3 showcase, and they kind of show you a crossover from the actual ride, video from the actual ride, and then they kind of swipe the screen and you see what it looks like in game. Absolutely outstanding. You, in fact, in Tall Tale 3, you, in fact, and this isn't a spoiler, they showed it in the showcase, you, in fact, get to get in a rowboat and take a little circuit. And it's just like if you were on the ride at Disney. Just blows my mind the incredible detail that this team went to to bring Disney to you inside Sea of Thieves. I have been to Disney multiple times in my life. I haven't been there for a very long time, but the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, because I love history, I love pirates, it was always one of my favorite rides. I I enjoy the fact that they updated it to, to, to include Pirates of the Caribbean as, you know, that wasn't something that was in the original, and they've updated it, and it's so nice. But now they've taken that. Disney has allowed them to take such a precious historical piece from their culture and now put it into a video game. And Mike Chapman and his team knocked it out of the park. So please, if you went through, if you rushed, if you, if you, you know, played through the tall tales and you didn't take the time to look around at all the hard work that that art team did, go back, do yourself a favor and just look around, spend time. I can tell you right now, I didn't look, I, I have this thing, right? I, I, and, and I'll share it with you and many of you will think I'm weird, but it, I, that's fine. I am weird. Um, I have this thing. Whenever there's a tall tale, I always do the first tall tale without looking at any of the accommodations, right? I'm a completionist. I want those check marks. 
And if I look at the accommodations and look at what I'm supposed to do, what I'm going to do is put all my energy and all my focus into getting those check marks. I'm not going to be enjoying the environment. I'm not going to be enjoying the story. I'm going to be looking to get those check marks. So I have a rule that I have to do the first tall tale, the first time through any of the tall tales, I have to do it without looking at the accommodations. So then I can venture around, I can solve the different puzzles, I can find whatever Easter eggs I find, and I don't know it's coming, right? If you read the accommodations, some of the Easter eggs will be told, like, find this, right? Do this. If you look at the guides on Rare Thief, they will say this, 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 this comes from that and that. I don't look at any of that. I want to experience it for the first time by myself, looking around and exploring and trying to figure it out. Once I do it the first time, then I go back and get the check marks and I make sure that I get all the journals and all that stuff. But the first time I want to go through and just experience it on my own um, or with, with my crew and not even think about the check marks. I just want to play it as if it would, this is all it was like what I find is what I find. And then I'd go back and do the check marks. But I spent probably about an hour to an hour and a half on the first tall tale. You don't need that much time. Just exploring in the different buildings, in the different ships, looking around when you're sailing on the water, looking out off the, the side of the boat, climbing the climbing the the mast and using my spyglass and looking out everywhere. Just looking everywhere. You know, walking around and listening to whatever any of the the music or the 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 NPCs are talking about or or singing or just doing everything I can um, just to immerse myself in this absolutely stunning artwork that that rare put together um, for for this and it's it's not only in the first one right the second one the third one the fourth one and I haven't done the fifth one yet but I assume I'm going to see the same thing the amount of detail and attention to detail that was put into this is absolutely incredible bringing <clears throat> the sea of thieves pirates of the Caribbean, the movies and pirates of the Caribbean, the ride together harmoniously. And it works and it works together. And that to me was just one of the most amazing things. And I, I kept saying, and you'll, you'll hear it in my playthrough. I'm probably going to cut a lot of it out, but you'll hear it in my playthrough a lot. Look at that. Look at that. Look how it glows. Look at, look at the art over here and look, Oh, Oh, how beautiful that, that plant is, or, Oh, look at the wall, or it's just constant because it's, it's, it's honestly sensory overload, the absolute gorgeousness and beauty of all the little details, um, in this it's, it's, it's absolutely outstanding. And that's just the art. Then we talk about the music and John Williams, um, John Williams, if, if you don't know who he is, you've lived under a rock because he's the composer of some of the most iconic music of movie history. E.T., Superman, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Harry Potter, some of the biggest names in Hollywood. He was the one that composed the music for it. And John has a very interesting way of working. Um, I watched a documentary on John Williams, and how he does it is he writes um kind of like a, a outline of of music based on the script but he won't go into detail he won't write the final bit he won't get really into detail on the music until the entire movie has been finalized not finalized as far as final cuts but when the scenes <clears throat> are rough cut together where he can see with CGI what is going to happen and then he writes it then he writes the score and when he sits down to conduct the his orchestra at the recording session, he has the actual movie in its in its cuts played up on a big screen in front of him. So he can conduct the orchestra to get the emotion out of it that he's seeing on the screen. So maybe something that the director originally thought would be how the music went goes a completely different direction because of the emotion that John is getting based on what he's seeing. And that to me is an absolutely outstanding way to, to compose music for a, uh, for a movie and going into sea of thieves, a pirate's life. I wanted to see how the music was going to play in because sea of thieves has outstanding music. 
Um, it's some of it's a little repetitive out in the world when you're doing forts and stuff like that, based on how you, how long it takes you to do it. But I wanted to see how the music was going to play in. And I was not, not disappointed. Absolutely not disappointed. The music elevated the art. The music elevated the moment. It made you feel more uneasy. It made you feel spooky. It made you feel victorious. It made you feel sad. It made you feel happy. It just the 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 artistic design of the of the composition of that music was absolutely outstanding. And throughout the moment you step into that portal to the time that you get the tail complete at the bottom of your of your screen on all the tails, that music follows you and changes and really allows you to feel what is going on. Not just see it, but feel it. And so absolutely well done again to the Sea of Thieves art and music team to bring that together. And finally, the character voiceovers. So we've had a lot of characters throughout Sea of Thieves. Flameheart, who talks shit in the sky. Duke, you know, you've got the Order of Souls gals. You've got the, the Gold Hoarder. You've got so many characters in Sea of Thieves that have outstanding voiceovers that tell you stories. Um, and allow you a little bit deeper look into that particular character, their personality, their emotions, how they're feeling, what they're trying to get you to do. And in A Pirate's Life, I feel like that was put on 10. Anything from Jack Sparrow to Davy Jones <clears throat> to some of the new characters like the Siren Queen, which you see in the, in the trailer, to Gibbs, to the Ferryman, to other characters that you meet, like the cursed captain that we saw in E3. Just all the characters that had voices, even characters that weren't necessarily known until now. The voices bring it to life. And it tells a story of that character. Some of the characters we've known for a very long time. Some of the characters we're just now meeting but the, uh, the, the personality that comes out of them through the voice acting mixed with that music and the beautiful art just creates an absolute masterpiece on an art scale across all of these tall tales, at least the ones that I've done. And I, I, I don't feel like number five is going to let me down, right? That's the grand finale. Uh, so I don't think it's going to let me down. And I said once already that you should take your time and look around. And I will state that again. Um, take your time and look around because there's little pockets of lore. There's little pockets of hints. And if you rush too fast, you might miss them. So don't rush. Enjoy them. Immerse yourself in them and really get a feel for what the story that's being, being told here is all about. It has a, it has a, it has a message as a very important message, not only in the lore and the story of Sea of Thieves, but it's a very important message about real life. So really pay attention as you're playing through these, what the story is trying to tell you um, about these characters and more so about life. Um, so really, really hone in on that. Now, again, before we get into the not so gold raving reviews and the beautiful horizon. And we start to talk about some of the issues. I wanted to take a moment and again, look at that idea of taking your time because I'm not going to tell you who, but there are going to be people. There are going to be images there are going to be characters that you come across that you haven't seen for a while. Maybe in Sea of Thieves, maybe in Pirates of the Caribbean. But there are going to be some moments where you come across some characters that you know. Listen to them. Enjoy them. Um, because they play a very fun part in this overall story. Um, and, and you'll see them a couple times. Um, don't go into this 
um, with this idea of, oh, this is just going to be Jack Sparrow. Don't go into this with the idea of, oh, this is just going to be Davy Jones. Don't go into this with the idea of, oh, this is just going to be a siren queen. Trust me when I say this, you're going to be surprised at the characters that you meet along this journey and enjoy their story and enjoy where they've been, why they're here and what they're going to do. Um, Because Mike Chapman did a fantastic job. His team did a fantastic job of bringing in pirates of the Caribbean and did a fantastic job of bringing back in some beloved characters of sea of thieves past. So really pay attention to that. Don't rush, but enjoy, enjoy a walk down memory lane and learning a little bit more about some of these characters that we haven't seen for a while, both in Pirates of the Caribbean, but also in Sea of Thieves. Before we get into our next topic, I do want to take a moment, and again, um, just mention in the show notes, there are multiple ways that you can support this broadcast financially, if you would like to. Of course, the best way to support this broadcast is by listening on any of the uh, apps or by watching on the YouTube channel. And yes, folks on YouTube, you might be wondering, how did we go from episode 33 to 36? Well, the past two episodes have been on podcasting apps only because it is a thank you to the loyal folks um, over on the podcasting app that have absolutely been crushing it as far as uh, uh, views, as far, as far as listens and downloads, as far as feedback, sending me messages, Um, and really just building this Pirate Talk Radio community. So it was a thank you to them. I'm not forgetting you folks on YouTube, but every so often I just got to give a thanks where thanks is due. So the past two episodes are on the podcasting apps. If you would like to go back and listen to them um, leading up to the launch of this particular thing and a crossover, podcast crossover of our own between Pirate Talk Radio and my friend Captain Logan and his Keelhole podcast which was episode 35. So that's a good listen. It's a little long, but it's a good listen. But I did want to just point out that I really appreciate everyone listening. And it was a thank you to the folks on the actual podcasting apps. But if you would like to support financially, aside from just listening, there are different ways you can do that in the show notes. We have a Patreon with different tiers of financial support, which give you a unique um, title in the discord. If you would like to join our discord and talk to other folks in the uh, community. There's also some rewards of merchandise and things like that, including getting a Christmas card or a holiday card from yours truly each year that you are a patron for an ex- for a certain amount of time. Um, the other way is obviously you can support one of our affiliate sponsors, which is Death Wish Coffee. Their information will be there and is always in the show notes. But if you would really like to support and you don't necessarily want to give money directly to me, which is absolutely fine. We do have a charity this year that we are supporting. This is my eighth year supporting this charity. It is Extra Life, and the information to donate is in the show notes as well. You can donate anywhere between now and the end of the year. Our goal as a Davram TV community and Pirate Talk Radio community is $5,000 to charity, and this money goes directly to helping children pay for their health care in hospitals. So guys, always check out the show notes. There are discounts for you down there, codes down there that you can use. Um, but everything down there either supports myself or a cause that I believe in. So thank you very much again to everyone who listens and watches. That is the best way to support. But if you would like to go the extra nautical mile, check out those links in the show notes below. So in typical rare fashion, the launch didn't go quite as planned. There weren't any issues with the servers or people trying to get onto the servers, but what they found out very quickly was there are issues and bugs that have been introduced. Um, So a couple that I just want to go through, and I'm sure some of you experienced, I know I did, and I I was very frustrated um, in tall tale two of a pirate's life. Very, very buggy, very, very buggy. Um, it takes place actually in adventure, actually in the sea of thieves itself. Um, which means yes, you can get PVP. Yes, you will encounter other players. 
So I know some players who are new to Sea of Thieves um, were a little caught off guard as they were just trying to play through a, a pirate's life and they were on Tall Tale 2 and they interacted with some players and they got shot and sunk and weren't too happy about it. But guess what? That is this game, right? This game is a PvEVP game. So you've always got to pre be prepared for PvP. Uh, another thing, and that's because pe people don't listen, is some people decided to use the Tall Tales to try to run away from PvP. Well, guess what, guys? If you do that, your loot's left in the water. So thank you for the free loot left in the water outside the portal that you went through. Um, but I know a lot of folks were were a little caught off by that. But hey, you know what? This is Sea of Thieves. It's not Sea of Friends. Uh, you might make friends uh, while you're sailing, but you're also going to make enemies. And that's just how it is. So be prepared. Always be on guard. Um, and so in Tall Tale 2, one of the biggest bugs that exists is since it does take uh, place in Adventure and there's no instanced uh, version of it, the Tall Tale can get extremely bugged um, if multiple crews are trying to do it at um, any given time. Um, there are a lot of puzzles in it. Um, that don't reset quickly, um, which means if a crew has just done it and you now go through it, the puzzle might not be reset and thus it might not be doable. Um, there are also some critical resource buckets uh, and barrels throughout the tall tale that you need to be able to access to do some of the content. Now, it is not required to access those barrels to do the content, but it definitely makes the content more enjoyable, more immersive and more fun if you can have access to the supplies in those barrels. Um, and if another crew has just recently went through, those barrels have not reset, which means you're now on your own to kind of figure out um, how to complete that content without it. I can say for myself, I had to restart that tall tale about four times um, because there were different parts of it that were absolutely locked out and bugged um, because another crew was already doing it or another two crews were doing it. In fact, I server hopped about six different servers in order to just find a server that I didn't cruise up on the tall tale. And there were three ships already parked there. So um, definitely some work that rare needs to do on that. Obviously, as we get down the road a month from now, two months from now, when the hype dies down, uh, this probably won't be necessarily an issue. Um, however, um, it, it's definitely an issue now. Uh, rare is aware of it. They have tweeted out that they're aware of it and they are working to get a hot fix in there to help that stuff reset um, and help you to not have a frustrating experience. So if you haven't played through the Tall Tales yet, even though I know you want to, um, just be aware that Tall Tale 2 is probably going to give you a lot of frustrating experiences if you're on one of these servers that have multiple crews doing it. The second piece, if you are new to this broadcast or if you are new to Sea of Thieves, don't be surprised if you are doing that Tall Tale and you get sunk or that some player is doing it and they shoot at you or kill you. This game is open world PvP. You are an enemy unless you're, it doesn't matter if you come up and say, Hey, I'm friendly. I'm friendly. It doesn't matter. Okay. I don't know how many players have come up to me and say, I'm friendly. I'm friendly. And as soon as I get in the broadside, I unleash my cannons. Okay. I am not friendly. I am here to sink you. I am a pirate. I want all your stuff. And though I have a rule not to sink tall tailors, if you have a emissary flag or you have loot on your boat, I don't care if you're on a tall tail. I'm going to sink you and I'm going to take your flag and I'm going to take your loot. I am a pirate. That is what I'm after. So my advice, not everyone plays by that nice rule that I do, but I, here's my advice. Don't do a tall tale with an emissary flag up. If you're new and you just found emissaries, don't put it up if you're planning on doing a tall tale. Secondly, if you're doing a tall tale and you find loot in the water or you dig up a chest or something, leave it. Because if I see something shiny on your boat and you're doing a tall tale, that shiny thing is mine and your boat is going to sink to the bottom of the sea. So just be aware of that. Um, but it seems like overall people are enjoying it and having a good time. Um, there are some major combat bugs in uh, the new tall tales, uh, specifically ADS. Um, the ADS bug, for those of you who don't know, aim down sights. Um, really affects the sniper or the eye of reach. And what will happen is when you try to pull up your scope to look through the scope and fire, it will pull the gun up, but it will not actually scope. You actually just are looking at the back of the gun scope and not actually looking in it. The problem with that is you can't fire. 
it, it locks the gun and it won't fire. So you have to release it, bring it back up. And if it still does the same thing, release it, bring it back up until eventually you scope in. This is a major issue that I've noticed since these tall tales. Now I haven't played too much adventure to see if it's an issue that's going beyond the tall tales, or maybe it's just exclusive in the tall tales, but I will tell you it is a major, major issue um, specifically in these instanced versions of the tall tales when you're in the sea of the damned, you can, I, I was pulling up my sniper like three or four times before I eventually got scope and could fire, which is a very frustrating experience when you're trying to fight some of these new critters and you can't shoot your gun. So just be aware there is a pretty major ADS bug in these new tall tales. I hope it's not out in adventure as well, but it very well, uh, very well could be ADS bug has been an issue with sea of thieves on and off for a very long time. Um, and, and clearly their focus right now is, is the new Disney content, uh, and not bugs and exploits, but you know, my feeling about that, but hopefully now that this content's out, hopefully knock on wood, they're going to be able to spend some time working on that. Um, those bugs that have been plaguing this game for a very long time in order to show that new player to, to show the new players, they're focused on the longevity of the game and not just one new content update. That's pretty sweet. Um, and they're actually focused on um, the longevity and keeping those players entertained. Though I think a lot of players are going to play this game, they're going to play through a star, uh, pirate's life, and they're probably going to leave. But any player that we can keep around is a player that we can keep around. So that's that's something good. The seas are always better um, when the population is going up and staying up and not dropping. So um, there you go. But major bugs in Tall Tale 2, major bugs in all the Tall Tales as far as the ADS bug um, in that. Um, the new creatures are really cool, um, really fun to fight. I, I love the fact that there's a little bit new AI there. It's not just a skeleton that you slash four times and it dies. Um, there's some interactivity there um, with some new mechanics and some new attacks. Absolutely love that. Um, it, it's something that I've been asking for for, for a long time. Um, so I'm glad to see that. Um, again, haven't got to uh, the fifth version, so I have yet to see the mermaid statues or the um, Davy Jones cloud. Again, I haven't played a lot of adventure, so I don't know if that's just an event for the tall tale or if that's actually something that's that's um, in um, in the in the seas. Right. Um, I noticed that the map has been the shroud has been pulled back uh, across most of the map uh, because the tall tale uh, two takes place in the uh, in the far western reaches. Um, tall tale. Four takes place in the, the center north. Uh, you'll notice on the map, there's something called the Coral Fortress. Um, that is actually part of the tall tale, but it is an adventure. So, you know, it's up there. If you want to be a troll and you want to be evil, you can go up there and there's probably going to be boats parked outside that you could sink and steal the treasure. I know I'm going to because pirate. Uh, but I have not taken part in the fifth tall tale yet. So I have not uh, experienced uh, any of the mermaid statues out in the water or the Davy Jones cloud again. I don't know if that's something that's specific tall tale five, or if that is something that's going to be a, a future world event. Uh, the other thing that um, I saw a couple tweets of very loyal sea of thieves uh, uh, fans who are, who are usually adamant defenders of the game. They said, this update's really awesome. It's beautiful. It's cool, but it doesn't feel like sea of thieves. And I have to agree with them. Um, it does feel very much separate. Though some of the events take part in Sea of Thieves, though we see characters from the Sea of Thieves, though we see some attempted crossovers uh, between the lore of the two, it doesn't feel Sea of Thieves, right? It, it, it feels separated. Um, and, and again, this is just the start, I hope, of this partnership. I hope this is just the start and we see a continued build-out of the storylines and things like that. I have a feeling we will, but it feels a little disconnected at times. Um, it, 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 I can see where they're trying to link it together. Um, there are definitely parts where they're trying to link it together. Obviously the entire tall tale, um, series is about saving the sea of thieves from Davy Jones. Um, they said that in the E3, but and the whole idea is saving the pirate's life, but it feels disconnected in many places. And so my hope is that they continue to work on these storylines. They continue to build on them because there are, 
I, you know, I talked about um, with Logan, and I talked about in another podcast. There are many storylines that are still very open. Flameheart Jr. and the Silver Blade. Uh, Flameheart himself. Um, Duke, what's he talking about? Where's Wanda? It's like, where's Waldo? Stitcher Jim. Um, there's a lot of stories that are still very much open. Um, and I un- honestly, unfortunately, can't say that any of them are closed with this, but a couple of them are built upon and a couple new arcs are definitely started. So there's definitely some excitement. If you're a lore hound like me, that some of the answers we got, they don't answer the question completely, but they definitely build on the open lore items that we have and new arcs have now been started. So I hope they continue to build on that, but I could see where they were trying to link the worlds together. I could see where they were trying to link the story together, but it, there were still too many feelings of disconnection um, for me where it felt like I'm either doing something in the sea of thieves or I'm doing something in the pirates of the Caribbean. There was a clear disconnect there um, for me. And I hope that they continue to build on this, this thing that they've started. And I hope that uh, they continue to make it not so disconnected. They start to, to weave those strings together tighter and tighter and tighter. Um, and we can see a really good connection between the two um, because it did feel disconnected. It felt like Jack Sparrow came in out of nowhere and we're working on saving the sea of thieves from Davy Jones who came in out of nowhere. We have references to, you know, flame art, flame art, junior Duke Wanda. We've got all these references out there. But it just, it felt like there was a lot of disconnection and there felt like there was a lot of things that they needed to do to really continue to tie things together. Again, I haven't done five yet. So maybe five starts to bring some of that stuff together that I I haven't seen come together yet. Maybe we get some more answers. I don't know. I haven't done it yet. So we'll see. Um, We'll see where it plays out. But what I can say is it's beautiful. The music is amazing. The overall art design and how it all goes together as far as art is brilliant. They had some technical flaws. It's rare. It's Sea of Thieves. Honestly, if you don't expect some sort of bug to be introduced on every update, you haven't played Sea of Thieves for very long. So some things they need to work on there. Um, But at the end of the day, I enjoyed the Tall Tales so far. I've enjoyed what I've seen. I enjoy the little um, Easter eggs and tip of the caps to different things. I had some moments um, playing through that really drove some emotion for me, both happiness, laughter, um, sadness. I cried. I I did. I cried. I'm a man, but I'll admit it. I cried in Tall Tale 3. And I also raged in Tall Tale 3. If I could flip this desk, I would have flipped this desk in Tall Tale 3. Not because it was written poorly, not because it was executed poorly, but because of something that happened, I just got so pissed off. What's wrong with society? If you don't know what I'm talking about, play the ending in the tavern again. And I'm sure you'll find out. Oh, she pissed me off. Well, again, I said no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil anything. We'll talk about that next week. But overall, the overall art design is beautiful. Music, emotion, everything was there. They failed on the technical aspect with the bugs and stuff. But overall, I think this was a good update for them. Um, It was the largest update for them um, by far. I think it's going to bring in a lot of faces, which is great for the game. I just hope that they do the tender love and care to this game it needs right now fix some of these exploits, fix some of these bugs, and get the game to a point where these new players coming in are going to want to stay and didn't just come here for Jack Sparrow, but actually came here for Jack Sparrow and are now staying for Sea of Thieves. So guys, thank you very much as always for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you're enjoying a pirate's life as much as I am. And take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll see you next week on Pirate Talk Radio, where we'll actually dive in to each of the tall tales and discuss what I loved and what I didn't love about each one.